Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What is happening, guys? If this is your first time to the, the podcast, welcome. I'm here with the amazing Christine, and we are talking about the truth about MLM. We've had a lot of people ask us what we do. It is hot. Uh, What's not hot is we are over in California. We're in Sacramento. We're over here uh, building two businesses and we're still doing the podcast. So that's like a bit of a testament to just showing up no matter what, isn't it? So the truth about MLM, like, well, before we get to that, let's talk about the fee. There's a fee for this podcast, isn't there? It's not free. What What do people have to do? All you have to do is share it. If you get value out of this, the only fee that we ask of you is to share it. Share it because this information that we give you, like Joel and I have poured hundreds of thousands of dollars into personal development and we want to help you guys grow. We want to help um, you have better discussions, deeper discussions, more communication, radical communication, I love to call it. We want to, be, we want to give you thought-provoking information on these boss talks and the only fee we ask is that you share it with people, you know, especially people that you think will get value out of this. So today it is a hot topic. It's um, network marketing, um, multi-level marketing, direct sales, whatever you want to call it and there's a stigma there's been a stigma around this profession for years um now i don't know about you joel but for me i'd never even heard of it like seven years ago or 10 years ago i was working in the corporate world and i was stuck in my nine to five grind but it was on call 24 7 and i didn't even know that this profession existed you know, and we were speaking about this earlier, you know, one of the things that we we love about it is that this profession creates more six-figure and seven-figure income earners than any other profession. This is a profession where women can out-earn the men and they do it quite easily, you know, and I'm, I'm a testament to that. I never thought I could out-earn my husband. He has a flying fly-out job and I'll share my story a bit later, but this is a profession where, you know, you can, you can, you can dream big, you know, and I think um, doing a lot of tours, I've toured around, um, you know, regional New South Wales in Australia and, um, you know, I always ask people, you know, what are your dreams? What are your hopes? What are you working towards? And I'm saddened that people have stopped dreaming. They get into their adult years and all those dreams and hopes and aspirations they had as a kid have been put on the shelf, especially when they start to um, have a family or think about a family. We we get stuck in comfortability, but I've gone off course there a little bit, but um, that's why I love this profession and what we get to do because we get to help people dream again. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Amazing. we do. And look, uh, for me, the reason why I love it is because, you know, just it's the same reason why I love doing the podcast. It's the same reason why I coach and mentor people and the reason why I put content out and like do speaking engagements is because we want to give, I want to help people be wealthy, you know, not just in their, uh, in their bank account, which I find that's massively important. You need to be able to do the things you want and it takes money. Uh, so, but also in relationships, I want them to be rich in their family and, you know, I want their kids to grow up knowing that they, uh, sort of out of this the system thinking of like um you know getting into just a job and there's nothing wrong with getting a job there's nothing wrong with going to uni there's nothing wrong with all that stuff uh at all it's not for me <laughs> but um like i just wanted to see that there's an alternative you know my kids can go to uni if they want and they can do this if they want they can go start a business if they want i just wanted to see that there's there's the option and for me uh, without going too deep into it. And I'm probably a little bit different to a lot of people out there uh, in the industry um, because I've run successful traditional businesses. So I've actually got uh, a unique perspective and I can I know how tough it is to run a, a business and how risky it is. And, you know, I still love it. I'd still do it again. I, like I love having my own brand. I love all that stuff. But for someone, like the way I was thinking about it before was like, if I was starting, if I was suggesting someone to start out in business, it'd be like me to like I would tell them to do something like some form of online business, some mm-hmm. sort of network marketing. And for the purpose of it today, I'm going to say network marketing. Mm-hmm. It could be an Amazon shop. It could be anything else. 
because it's like flying a plane. Like if you were learning, teaching someone to fly a plane, would you put them in a jumbo jet on their first event, on their first flight? You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't put them in a 747 because am I saying that everyone would fail that? Like there'd be some people out there that would succeed, just like some people will succeed in business. But um, you wouldn't start them there. You've got to t- like, and this is a really great way, particularly if you find a great company and with great training and all that sort of stuff to, you know, run a business with the training wheels on with no risk, yeah. you know, like if you don't succeed at it, there's no downside in, in most cases, you know, like if you do your homework, we'll get into that in a little bit later, but like that, that's the thing for me. Like I don't, you don't need employees. You don't need overheads. You don't need to pay rent. You don't need to do all this stuff. Um, that you'd need to do in, in a traditional business and it, it's real. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, and I just want to say, but if you're not in the network marketing profession, um, don't switch off this podcast. Okay. I, there's so many people out there that are really closed minded to even taking a snippet, a little look at this profession, but please don't switch it off. Please listen to this podcast all the way through. Even though we're in the profession, we're going to give you uh, an, an overall overview. We're going to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly today. And we don't want to have a biased opinion. What we want to do is bring our experience to you today. And we want to share with you, whether you're closed minded, open minded, whether you're in the profession or not, we want you to know that you don't need to have any business skills your skills as a parent your skills as an employee your skills as a previous business owner they are all transferable over to this profession but exactly what Joel said there's no overheads you don't have to stock any product you don't have to um, employ anybody you don't have to like source out government regulations policies you don't have to go through all the laws and restrictions that apply to a lot of traditional businesses out there you know I've had catering businesses I've had personal training businesses I know um, the blood, sweat and tears that goes into that, the marketing, the lead generation that you've got to do, marketing yourself, the sales, everything. And um, it's a one-man show for so many of you in that boat at at the moment. You know, if you're trying to run your own business, you know what I'm talking about. Like sometimes you're the bookkeeper, you're the marketing manager, you're, um, you know, the admin, you're, you're, you're the face, you're everything. You're trying to do it all. But in this business and how it differs is you've got an entire support network around you, mentors and coaches that pour into you for free, you know, and they, they're, your success is their success. Everybody wins. You cannot not win in this amazing profession. And I don't mean monetary. Like, I mean exactly what Joel was talking about. This profession makes you a better parent. This profession makes you a better partner. This profession makes you a better version of yourself, you know. And I'm going to touch on, can I touch on um, the pillars now? Yeah, go for it. Um, So I love to talk about the four pillars that this um, this career, it's, it's not really a career, it's more like a crusade, um, but there's four pillars. Like, who... Who's listening to this podcast right now and you are not happy with where you are in life? You know, you're beating yourself up because you know know you're capable of more. And who also that's listening right now knew growing up that they were put on this planet to do more with their life? And who would love to have more fulfillment, more joy, more happiness in their life right now? Well, I'm going to give you the formula and what I call the four pillars to fulfillment. And the first one is health. If you don't have your health, like it's really hard to be the best version of yourself. It's so hard to live an inspired life when you don't feel alive and energized every single day. So, so much of it comes down to health. The second thing is wealth, you know, and wealth, money, money is just energy and you can always make more money, but to not have to worry about it, to not have to stress when a bill comes in, to be able to look at a bill and give it a kiss and come from gratitude and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful I have the money to pay this bill. Like when you don't have to stress about it and you know when it's not keeping you up at night, oh my goodness, you can feel more alive and more inspired every single day when money is not 
an obstacle anymore. So I love that we get to put people in a positive cash flow position from day one. And um, I love that sometimes we put more money in people's pocket than the government is, you know. Um, people are living on benefits. People are living week to week, paycheck to paycheck, and we're able to give you money in your pocket. Who doesn't want more money? You know, we all want more things in life, whether it's more travel or more experiences, more adventures, or to give our kids a better upbringing than we had, or um, more education, whatever it is for you. Like we, we're able to um, help people with that. The third thing is um, mindset. How many of you listening to this podcast right now would love a better mindset, a more positive mindset? You know, that we get to work with you on that because we do a lot of self-development in this business. And I didn't even know what that was before I came into this profession. I wasn't doing any self-development. Didn't even know what it was or what books to read. I didn't know. It was the mentors in this business that led me to that. And the last thing is contribution. And this is, this is key. And when you contribute to other people, changing their life and improving the quality of someone else's life, that's when you reach fulfillment. That's where happiness comes from because it's not about you anymore, you know, and this is a giving profession. You can't succeed in this business without helping other people, you know, and that's what I love. And this business brings out the best in you and, um, and sometimes it can bring out the worst in you. We'll talk about the, the other side of network marketing um, in a moment, but I love those four pillars and I love that we get to contribute on a larger scale. When I was a personal trainer, I could only change the lives of the 20 to 30 ladies that were coming in to see me every week. As a network marketer, I get to change the lives of millions globally. Like that's impact. And when you can chase impact over income, that's where real wealth comes from. And I'm not talking money. I'm talking relationships. I'm talking health. I'm talking, you know, the wealth that... You know, and, and we can't think of money as a bad thing. And we've done podcasts on money, so I'm not going to go into it. But money is just energy and you've got to want it because it's how you can contribute and give back to the world when you have it. And um, we've got some big projects that we want to work on. And we, we need a lot of money to be able to, yeah. you know, fulfill those projects that we want to work on. So, yeah, so I love talking about those four pillars. They're amazing. And so, like, everything we're in this industry and running this business and the growth that you get, you're going to have to have that in, in any other business. So it's transferable anyway. It's why like, this is so like a, like, I don't like, I'm not going to say that this is easier than running uh, like a, a traditional business, but like, I guess it is a lot like it, it's safer. It's not easier. It's safer. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's the thing. So you can sort of, you know, dip your toe in the water a bit and learn how to run a business. But like, like keep listening, guys. Uh, like I love what you're saying about that. Like listening through. If you don't switch off, because the stuff that you're going to learn in this is going to be um, like totally transferable to other areas of your life. And and as far as personal development goes, like we uh, have access to uh, the the greatest uh, people on the planet mm -hmm. that in in personal development. And you know, like uh, they give us that highest level of training that like I, I shake my head at. I hear it. And some of the stuff I like I've heard over the last twelve months, and like longer, I'm thinking like people are going away and spending like ten thousand dollars a weekend, or you know five ten thousand dollars a weekend to go to some like uh, like rah rah concert, <laughs> really, and they could just join in like a, some form of like company that has that inside it. That you know, you, what are you spending a couple of grand a year if? at worst and you know in some cases like it's free to join some of these other companies out there like it's crazy so you've just got to plug into the training and the responsibility comes to you and it's not like and it's over a longer period of time so it's space repetition rather than a like a pump up weekend where you just get pumped up and you make all these big decisions and then you go home and habit sets in so so, so that's a big thing like so like one of the things i love like versus coaching right like, I'll, I, like I get paid well for coaching. Like we get paid well for coaching as well and we do it obviously because we love it. Uh, but we get paid and then our clients get results and then they leave us and then we're not paid for that hour anymore or that, like that period of time. When you are in a, like a, a, a company that's got a decent pay plan, you are going to get paid a commission just like uh, the, the leader of a, a sales team and just like the CEO of a company that gets paid 
you know, not, 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 yeah, paid for performance and not just paid, um, you know, like when you're a solo entrepreneur or you're starting out in business, you only get paid for if you don't work, you don't get paid. So you don't get to go on holidays. You don't get to like look after your kids when they're sick or, you know, just take those couple of days. It's not that I'm suggesting that when you're starting this bit, like these sorts of businesses, either that you could do that all the time and expect to get paid, but that's what you're doing. It's like you're building another stream of income. Like I, the way I look at this company, uh, like doing this, this industry is it's just like me buying more in my property portfolio. Mm. That property portfolio pays me while I sleep and so does this and so does my, uh, do my other investments. So do like if I buy into businesses, I'm always looking how do I get paid for doing uh, not working in the business and like I, I do my numbers that way. So this is just another stream of income that, you know, when the crash happens and it's going to come, like what happens if you lose your job? What happens if like a, like a lost coaching clients? What happens if like all these things could happen? Mm. Well, what's the likelihood of everything falling over at once? Well, maybe maybe a lot less likely than if I only had one one stream mm-hmm. of income. So if you've got five, six, seven, or even if you've got one now, go get a second one because then it, it lessens the chances of like disaster if a rainy day comes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so when, they, when people are looking at, at a company, uh, like I'm just gonna like should they Google should they Google it? <laughs> what happens when they Google a company? Well, well, there. Let me just say that yes, you need to do your research, and I don't care what the company is. Even if you're going for a job interview, you're going to research the company you're going for the job interview. So yes, do your research. But here's the thing: anyone can put any review or any write anything about anything on the internet, okay? So you are going to find good and bad things about absolutely anything that you research. Like the iPhone, for example. There's good reviews out there and there's people trying to tear it down um, because they absolutely hate it. You know, um, you know, Mac computers, you either love them or you hate them. You know, there's bad reviews and good reviews. So sometimes people will um, research our company and they'll find the good reviews and the bad reviews, but the closed-minded people will tend to lean towards the bad reviews and go, oh, well, this one person, that here's 555,000 good reviews, but here's one bad one, no, I'm not doing it. And then they'll be out, okay? So when you do do your research, is it from a, um, a quality source? Or is it someone that's just got to be in their bonnet or works for another company that's trying to tear down that company that you're researching, yeah? So make sure that when you are researching, you're not just looking at the bad, you're going across and you're looking at the the good and all the lives that have been transformed. Um, And the other thing is like not every company is going to be a fit for you either. So you've got to find the one that aligns with your values. Now for me, and um, you know, there's a company out there, and I'm not gonna name it, but you're probably gonna know what it is, but it sells plastic containers. Now I could go along and I could go and sell plastic containers, but that doesn't align with my values. You know, it, I, I can't get excited about, you know, plastic containers and, and tidying up your kitchen in that way. But a lot of people love that. And that's awesome. And I don't bag those people. I think it's fantastic that they are going out there and they're taking control of their life and doing something about it and creating those other stream of incomes that, that you spoke about. So yeah, go and do your research for sure, but please keep an open mind into what you're reading or to what you're listening to. Yeah. Would be my advice. Yeah, be super careful because here's what's happened. Uh, in a lot of cases, and uh, it, it's most likely that someone has gone in and they haven't done the work, or they've been sold a lie at the beginning, and it hasn't happened for them, or you know some sort of disgruntled person has um, has gone and gone unleashed on online on reviews and and just wants to tear people down. Like it doesn't matter whether, like you said, the iPhone or a person. Like there is going to be people that get disgruntled and want to like ruin it for everyone and ruin it for the, for the company. Now, mm-hmm. like there are going to be reviews out there of companies that are dodgy. <laughs> like I, And there are, like, there are some dodgy companies in our profession and, and we own that and yeah. um, we don't dodgy. align ourselves with it. 
but the you know I think um, someone did some stats on this. He's a he's a lawyer for the profession. He's trying to help us protect the profession because there's some companies out there that are doing some amazing things mm. and contribute to the world in massive ways. Um, but there are some companies out there that do give us a bad name. But this is the thing: people don't have a problem with network marketing. They've got a problem with net network marketers. And you might be one of those people that's got a, that's had a bad experience with a network marketer. Maybe they were too pushy. Maybe they were too salesy. Maybe they, um, you know, spammed you. Maybe they were um, copying and pasting, you know, the same message to a hundred people. That's not our company. That has not <clears throat> been our experience. Maybe you know someone that was a, a jumper. They kept jumping from company to company to company to company. And um, they've come to you with 50,000 products from all these different companies. But it doesn't have to be like that. And, and those reviews as well. Don't let someone's opinion rob you of an incredible opportunity. You know, really go out there and research the profession, the industry, and find a company that aligns with you and what you're about and what you stand for because, you know, you can create an incredible um, life-changing experience from this. Sorry, I, I digress there. No, it's it's amazing because it brought up another point. I really like. I hope like people hear this part. Like, if someone so like if someone spams you, okay, um, I want you to really be mindful because that person could have been sitting behind a keyboard for ages working up the code to send that to you. They've been told they've probably got no experience in business or sales. They're probably in a job they hate and they want it. They're desperate to make change for their family and to give their kids a better life, like to, to pay for their mum's mortgage or something. There's something, there's some pain there. And then you turn around and abuse them and they never send another link again and their life has changed forever. You're damaging people by doing that. So think about it like that because that's not okay. That person could have been the next, like, I don't know, I don't know, Bill Gates. It could have been the starter of something magical and you've just shut them down. What I do is I just start a conversation because I know what it, like I know what it feels like because not all, like their, their trainer could have been uh, like in the business for a couple of weeks themselves and they just don't know how to do it and they're, they're learning by failing forward and they've got the courage. Like, like often, like I get clients out of them or I just get really good conversations and, you know, I ask more about them and um, it, 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 it takes a bit of the, the pain away from them. Like I've, I've coached my clients mm -hmm. to not abuse network marketers mm -hmm. and they've gone, oh, my God, I've got clients out of them, I've got friends out of them, mm -hmm. they were really good. You know, like, I, like I'm really um, adamant about that because you just never know what courage they've had to build up to do that, what they're trying to change in their life. That's a really good point. And on the flip side of that is please don't ignore us either. You know, it, it, like we've got such bad social etiquette sometimes that we don't we don't want to make that other person feel bad so we don't say anything you know just give them a no if you're not interested just say look it's not for me but i wish you all the best you know or thank you so much for having the courage to reach out to me um this is not for me the timing's all wrong or i've had a bad experience in the past um you know I, i'm not prepared to to look at anything or maybe you're successful and you're busy and you've got other things on but let us know don't just leave people hanging you know, let them know or be open-mindedness and open-minded and go, you know what? Yeah, I'll take a look. I'm open to anything. Like I'm, I have other network marketers reach out to me and ask me if I'm interested in taking a look. And the network marketing profession has some of the best products in the world. And I'm always, always open to looking at, and I will be upfront and honest. And if, I, if it's not for me, it's not for me. And I'll let them know, you know what? This is awesome. I'm glad you found something that you can align with and you've fallen in love with, but it's just not for me. So please don't be that person that ignores um, people as well because as Joel said, it takes a lot of courage. So many people have such fear around judgment and rejection and um, they have. They've had that five seconds of courage to send you that message and if you just leave them hanging and not say anything, um, I, I think it's really selfish and, it, and it's really, um, it's not great. And we need to start using social media as if we're at the bar. And if someone came up to you and started talking to it and started a conversation, you wouldn't just stand there and ignore them. So <laughs> treat social media like you're at a bar, you know, and just 
have a conversation with the person. You don't have to be negative about it. You don't have to squash their hopes and dreams. Just wish them all the best. And we are so grateful when people come back to us with a solid yes or a solid no. It makes our life a lot easier. And we don't have to waste any more of your time and you don't have to waste any more of ours. And it's it's great, open, honest communication. And that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, well, I thank them. I actually say thank you so much for thinking about me. Uh, like when, you know, uh, and to, to share this with me, I'm really happy with where I've got things with this, my current strategy. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. And they're all, they're always really grateful. Mm. Yeah. And oh, I guess on a funny note, uh, guys, like it's 85% women and it's probably a pretty girl talking to you. So like wake up yourself, <laughs> don't abuse them because they're all sisters and you'll get in trouble. Yeah. Right? So There's just, some good looking them. people, isn't there, in this profession? Yeah, some good looking people. <laughs> And we hear people of getting um, getting hooked up in this profession. Married. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I want to run through some some things that like to help the listeners about when they're looking for a network mm-hmm. marketing company. So, first thing is, uh, are people making money in it? So I know people that are in network marketing companies that were in the very top echelon, and they're working their backsides off and making next to nothing. And like I didn't look into their pay plan to make sure they were doing doing it structured correctly, but I'm, I'm pretty certain they would have been, uh, being in the top 2%. And they were making next to no money. It, was, it would have been a waste of time for me. I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Uh, so look to see if people can make money from, or are making money from, that's a really good one. So um, are people getting to the top of the company still? Um, like it's not just the old guard at the top and no one gets to the top anymore because like it's just, there's no training or whatever, that sort of stuff. Are people getting to the top of this company relatively quickly and in fairly large numbers? And that's a good indication whether the, the company's um, in good health. Mm-hmm. Um, is the product evergreen? Now, like I don't wanna, like I don't want to rag on any uh, any products, but I personally would steer away from technology because it changes so quick the products that have to be changing all the time. And I'm sure there's very successful companies out there doing it. Um, but I would prefer to have a, a like a product that is um, evergreen and going to last the test of time. So the next one is, is the company ethical and has it been around for a long time? So you don't want to find like, look, there's the risk reward. If it's a new company and it's just sprung up, hey, it could well and truly be the next biggest company out there. It could be the next Amazon. I don't know. Uh, but chances are, um, you know, look at the company owners, for starters. Have they got a track record? Are they just like one of these, um, you know, one of those Bitcoin ones that shot up and just crucified everyone? <laughs> you know, like uh, there's that. So, like, if you find a company that's been around for a long time, that's got solid management, that's been, has got a great succession plan, that's well cashed up and making a lot of money, uh, that, that's, a, that's a good sign. And another one is like support and training. Are you going to get taught how to do what you need to do? Not everyone comes in knowing how to run a business. Not everyone understands how to share and sell. Not everyone knows how to uh, do customer service. Uh, you know, coming from a job, people are used to getting told what to do. Uh, when you get into this profession and your own business, you're sort of your own boss, so you've got to be accountable to yourself. But you want to sort of know, like, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for a franchise and a franchise is like, think like McDonald's. Like if you got into McDonald's, you'd get the handbook, the how-to. So like you want to know that that handbook is going to teach you how to make money. And like the other thing I look at is, is, is it is it drop shipping like or is it hold in inventory? Now, I'm not judging uh, one or the other. Personally, I just like the fact that there's companies out there that basically you connect the customer with the head office and the head office does the, 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 the shipping, the invoicing, does all the work. You're essentially just the sales team and the marketing team for, for that company. You don't have to hold a lot of product, so that means you're not going to have a garage full, you know, there's all, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and I guess the next one is like, are they, are they creating fake promises? Like, and that could come from the the guy, the person that's suggesting that you join the business or the company itself. Like, like the truth is, there's not a one button, ninety percent automated 
like do no work, become a millionaire in three months, like, or earn, you know, like there's, it just doesn't exist. Like, will you find someone out there that might've done that? Well, you're going to find people that won the lotto as well, you know, that that have been struck by lightning as well. Like, you know, like it's, there's definitely people out there that have made it big quick, but the truth is what you're going to find in most cases is it's going to be hard. It'll be worth it. It's going to take you to grow a lot. It's going to take you to show up and it's, there's, there's no automated like version of it. Like look somewhere else. Like, like there's just nowhere where you're going to like become a, like worth $10 million in 12 months uh, in, in this industry, like in general, like for the average person, like, you know. Yeah. So uh, do you want to add to anything there or? Um, no, but I will talk, to, I'll talk about some of the, um, the downsides, I guess, to this mm-hmm. profession. And then I want to like, we'll talk about the, the benefits. Yeah. So some of the downside is, um, I suppose it can, it can be really, uh, lonely being an entrepreneur and that doesn't it, that can be in any business it can be really really lonely as an entrepreneur um, in this profession we do put a lot out there on social media so you know quite often our phone doesn't ring like our friends and family don't ring us anymore because they can see that life is great and they don't have to check in on us as much because you know we're we're putting a lot out there and we live in these positive inspiring lives i guess so that that's one thing that my friends have stopped calling <laughs> but um you know there's bits of this business that really suck there's bits of this business that are really hard and are really energy draining however you find that in any job, in any business, but you have to embrace the suck. You have to do, um, you know, the things that ordinary people don't want to do, you know. And I, I love that as well because when it's like um, it's like training on a day that you don't want to get out of bed, you know, it's so many days. How many of you listening to this have a days where you don't want to go to the gym? You don't want to go for that run. But they're the days that you've got to push through because they make it so much easier on the days where you feel good, you know. So this business is the same. It's got um, activities and things that we've got to do on a daily basis that, you know, that a lot of us don't want to do, but you've just got to do them, you know. Um, Personalities. Holy shit. The amount of personalities that you come across in this business because we accept everybody as they are. You know, and that's one of our team mantras is that you're acceptable as you are. And we have the quirkiest people, like quirkiest people that come into our business that go, oh my God, I have finally found a home. They haven't fit into society. They haven't found something that where they can just be themselves. And so they come in and they go, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, even though it's, it's, a, it's a downside because you are constantly having to adjust to all the different personalities, all the different egos that also come into this business, you know. Um, a lot of people get significance and importance, which are two of the biggest human needs um, from this business. So it's really hard for a lot of people to um, step aside and let other leaders come through as well because they are getting so much significance and importance from it. Um, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You know, I gave up TV for years and I still don't really watch a lot of TV. Um, and if I do, I have to smash through a series because it's just such a time waster. And I'm one of those people that I can't stand watching a, a movie again. I can't stand watching things I've already watched. And, um, you know, I, I see it as, as time wasting. I would much rather... Um, listen to some self-development or read a self-development book than watch TV. So you have to make some um, sacrifices. You know, Joel and I, we're away from our families right now. You know, I'm over in America right now for three weeks. It's the longest I've ever been away from my two kids, you know. So you have to make those sacrifices. But on the flip side of that, we're doing this for them. You know, we're leaving a legacy for them. We're showing them what it takes to follow your dreams, to follow your passions, you know, to turn your pain into purpose. That's what we're doing over here in America, you know. So you have to you have to um, make those sacrifices. And the other thing too is, and this is what turns a lot of people off, is this business makes you look in the mirror. There's a mirror right here. I just took a photo of us before. But this business makes you take a look in the mirror and it makes you face up 
to all your traits, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It will bring all of them out. It will make you own all your traits. And you, you can't just own all the good bits of you all the time, which is what people try to do. They they chase perfection They and they they only show half of them. And there's, you know, there's three versions of yourself. There's the public version, which most of us put out there, which most people see. There's the private version, which is the home version of you. That's what your kids see and your partner sees, you know, the cranky mum, the, the psycho mum that comes out every now and then um, that the public don't see. And then there's the, um, the, the personal version of you. That's your thoughts. That's, that's the voice going on in your head that's really, really, really private. No one has access to that. But those three versions of you, they need to be in alignment because if they're not, you feel really lost. You feel really depressed. You feel anxious. You feel um, disconnected because you're not connected with yourself. You're not in spirit with yourself because the public version of you is so different to the private version of you and the personal version of you. So you've got to try and align the three versions of you. And this business makes you face that. It makes you own up to a lot of that stuff as well. And it makes you stop living in the past, which a lot of people out there love to live in the past. They love to because it gives them comfort and it gives you what you need, which is sympathy and empathy from people. Um, it allows you to hold yourself back. It allows you to self-sabotage. You know, the past is a great place to, to visit, guys. It's a shit place to live, you know, and this profession makes people face up to their past and to the shit, like it makes you face up to the stuff you've got in the closet that you haven't... Um, you know, that you haven't allowed to come out. And, you know, I love to talk about going from shame to shine, you know, and this business allows you to face up to some of those things that you're feeling ashamed about. Um, so there's some, there's some of the things that I feel like a yeah. kind of like the downside, I guess, but yeah. there's a flip side to all of it too. Yeah, well, like if you don't have a mission, mm. um, you're going to live in the past. Mm. You're not going to, you know, if you don't have a mission for why you're getting out of bed every morning, you're going to be looking in the rearview mirror all the time. And if you look in the rearview mirror or looking back, you're going to trip over. And that's where so many people, like, without a mission, are feeling, like, depressed or shitty or they're feeling like there's something missing. And I'm not saying, hey, run out and join an MLM. I'm saying, like, there's, that's the universe telling you that you're put here for more than what you're doing now. And if that you are feeling like that now, Start to investigate. I don't know. Go find people that can help you. Reach out to us. Listen to this podcast more. Listen to people like Andy Priscilla. Listen to, you know, just go go crazy until you actually get work up the guts just to, to go have a go. Like So that being said, I've got some downsides mm -hmm. from a business owner's perspective. Is it hanging out with me? No, no, no. It's like, well, it depends. Depends how many, how many drinks we've had or like how many stairs we're doing. Um, so... Listen, you don't own your brand. Like you can, you can brand, but you don't own the brand. So creative choice around branding, creative choice about how you, um, how you advertise, what you can say, uh, it's strict and it's different for every company, but realistically, you, you're going to get your ass kicked. There's compliance and you don't get a choice about it. Like you, I can't change the logo. I can't reproduce the logo. I can't do a lot of stuff, you know. So, and one day they could turn around and say, dude, you're out. Yeah. Like I could do something and I'm out. And I could, you know, so there's that risk, all right? And then I don't have control about suppliers. I can't do research and development and bring new products out. I can't, like, I, I can't change the price. It's all set. So there, there, is, there is some downsides business-wise to what, what you can do. And then there's, you know, you're in a massive family. So there is that, um, you know, like there's reasons for why they do it. Because if you think about it like this, uh, like if we, if there's someone that's a real jerk out there and they are using the branding in a bad way, well, then that makes everyone look bad. Like and, and it happened to me in the supermarkets, right? So like we're under one brand, the, the IGAs, and there's no set price. So we could... Like I could be one price that's competitive with the, the big market, the big market leaders, and someone in a corner store IGA has their prices right up and gives the stigma out there that we're all expensive when we're not. Like, we're, like le legitimately, we price matched in our biggest stores. We were every bit as cheap and we had, you know, we were better. <laughs> we were better. We were, not, we were much better looking as well. Um, 
but, it's important. But, but the, you know, the, the stigma behind us being expensive because of things outside our control, you know, you know it was there. But, you know, you can see how there's similarities in, in, in that business as well. So, um, okay, so I'm going to share a statistic. If you've been in a network marketing company or you're going to join one or, you know, anything, search for this statistics. Search the statistic around where people drop out and where people get success. So in, in this industry, six weeks is where the average person drops out because it's, it, it's hard. It, like there might have been, like for many reasons, I'm not going to go into it, but they could have been sold that it's going to be easy and it's not easy or they weren't expecting as many no's as they are going to get. You're going to get nine out of ten no's, so just deal with it because <laughs> you're going to get one yes and you can do the maths on that. We're talking to business-minded people or people that want to be business-minded Get used to that because if you're in coaching, you're in any kind of sales, you know, like I remember when I first started sales, I, th- I, thought, th- I thought I had to get 100%. Mm-hmm. I literally thought I was failing. I was getting like 35% like pretty quickly and I thought I was like crap until I looked at all the top guys in the business. I'm like, wow, you, you guys are crap too. And like, no, that's what you do. I was like, oh, no, no. So if I ring lots of people, I'm going to make money. Oh, okay. So that sounds really easy. So, uh, so there's that. So, yeah, like. Can I butt in with my sales story? Mm. I worked for a company and my I was so shit at sales that they moved me into customer care. Nice. <laughs> so if this was like a heavy sales business, my family would be screwed. There'd be no food on the table. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so look, um, the other thing is like you don't, you don't get to hold a paycheck over someone's head. So you're going to have to learn to be a leader not a uh, militant uh, boss, like times are changing. Uh, and a lot of the younger crowd, they don't give a shit. They'll just leave anyway. So it's like they're going to do that anyway. So like in the IGA, if people didn't show up to work, I would fire them because <laughs> I had a paycheck and that, I had that leverage on them. In this industry, when they disappear, I've just got to suck it up and learn how to be a better leader and take responsibility and become more awesome. So so people want to do it and not everyone's going to want to do it. And you're going to have to deal with a lot of disappointment, but you know, that really just brings us back to the um, looking at yourself in the mirror. Oh yeah. And, and I love to talk about the four D's as well. And I'm going to cut it in here Smash because um, the four D's, like I went through three of these at the same time. Now at some stage in your life, one, two, or three of these are going to smack you in the face. So what are the four Ds? The four Ds are debt, disease, divorce, and death. And when I talk about death, Joel, I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about somebody close to you. I have seen it paralyze people. I have seen it turn people's lives upside down. And no one has a plan B for when they lose those people. And so many people, and we heard it today as well, so many stories of people that were stuck in their job and couldn't get away on compassionate leave or they didn't have enough annual leave to go and um, see a dying family member to say goodbye or to take those extra few days to go to the funeral. You know, they get stuck in that catch 22. Do I go before they die or do I wait for them to die and then go to the funeral? Cause they don't have enough leave. Now in this profession, thank goodness you, you can create the flexibility and the freedom. So you, you don't have those restraints. But for me, um, I was going through a divorce Now, the stress of that, um, and that led to, you know, debt, and I remember my three bank accounts, um, and I've still got the printout, they were all in the minus, you know, and I was 30 years of age, and I was saying to myself, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to move back in with my parents, because I just had no money. I was living on mashed potato and two-minute noodles, guys, And and that's not that long ago. Like, I'm talking... Um, nine years ago, nine, 10 years ago when I was 30, nine years ago. Um, so, you know, so divorce led to debt and because of my diet and the stress that led to disease and my body just shut down. I couldn't get out of bed. So a lot of people are coming in on my chapter 20, Joel, and they're seeing the success that we have now, but they didn't see chapter one or chapter 15 where I'd lost everything. And had to totally rebuild. And I know you've been through that as well. So if you're listening to this, you're probably going through one of those four Ds right now. And this profession saved me. 
And I have no doubt about that. And, and I will shout about this profession from the rooftops because it was the only thing that gave me hope. It was the only thing that gave me light. There was no other career choice that gave me what this profession gave me at the time. And if you're a traditional business owner, I don't care whether you've got a cafe or an IGA or you're a hairdresser or you sell cars, you should be in this profession because the amount of people it exposes you to as well for your traditional business is insane because we are some of the most positive, supportive people you will ever find in your lifetime. And even if you're not in this profession and you never want to be in it, go and hang around some network marketers because they will be your best cheer squad. They will be your most supportive friends and they will love you no matter what. Whether you're in the, in the profession, in the industry or not, we don't care, guys. We just want you to live your best life, whatever that looks like for you. And we want you to step into your greatness. We want you to unleash your potential. And most people... Um, don't even scratch the surface of it. And we don't want you to get to your grave with all, all that potential still inside you. And, and that's the beauty of hanging around people in this profession. And, and that's one of the reasons why so many people stick it out and come back year after year after year, not because they're making the big bucks, it's because of the people, because it's like an extended family. And we're experiencing that. This is my seventh year of coming to America and it's like I'm meeting my extended family. It's like a big family reunion. Yeah, amazing. And like strategically for your business, even if you're not going to join a company, which I suggest that you do, uh, think about the Rolodex that us people have uh, and the connections that network marketers have. Like they would have thousands. Like I know that um, like we've got, like you'd have, what ten thousand like people down in your like in your network probably more, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be it will overtake as the largest employer on the planet very soon, and the word's getting out the stigma's gone, it's dying, uh, and people are realizing that you can make significant amounts of money and have significant amounts of freedom just from your laptop, like the internet has changed the game. You don't have to go door to door anymore. You don't have to have parties. You don't have to do all these other ways. You can just leverage, you know, your current relationships and more to, to, to build an income with a, with a company that you align with, that a product that you align with or a mission that you align with. So, but just really think about, you know, even if you're a hairdresser, like, like you said, like, you need to be in network marketing because everyone in network marketing needs a haircut. Think about it in reverse. Like you could leverage so much money. Like I know it's worked for coaching. Like me getting, like standing in front of 1,200 people speaking got me coaching clients and I impacted 1,200 people in a, in a hit like that. I've like spoken like multiple times and it just, it just gets you that much exposure and that, you know, and, and you've got to grow. You've got to show, you've got to, you've got to bring your A game. Because, yeah, you don't get in front of that many people without bringing your A game. So, so yeah, just respect it. Like Grant Cardone says, respect network marketing. You'd be crazy not to, 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 to take notice of it because it's a humongous segment of the market. Like he knows that his Cardone University helps network marketers blow their businesses up. So if he, what's he going to do, ignore it? And then I was actually at an event and he said, like, Someone said, what about network marketing? And someone up the back yelled out, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And he went, oi, dude, even if they are building a pyramid, at least they're building something. Most people out there won't even build a tent. And I was just like <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard. But, and then that's when he actually said, like, if you don't respect that segment of the market, you are leaving a lot of money on the table. So, like, I, like and I love that that was at the end because the people at the end that have listened all the way through are going to hear that and understand that it's the real deal. You are going to see this industry get bigger, just like all online businesses. You're going to see Amazon get bigger. You're going to see new companies come out. You're going to see new ways of doing it. What we're saying is this particular online business, and if it's not this, find something else. You can get freedom with your phone and, like, some work. You know, if you've got a system, that's even better. Like you you can create oh, money in so many different ways. Like, but like today specifically, the truth about MLM is that do your homework, 
don't believe that you're going to get to the top in five seconds and be like like Grant Cardone and buy a private jet like in year one. Um, and yeah, don't yeah, just build build your skills and don't give up. Just like everything else, don't give up. Stick with it. Yeah, and I think that the the way that we were taught growing up to go out there, get a good education, go to university, go get a good job, um, go find a good employer that you can be loyal to and then work for the next 30, 40, 50 years, get the long service leave, get the gold watch at the end of it. And then when you retire, hopefully your hips are still in place, you can travel the world, but it's not suiting our lifestyle and the times that we're living in now. We're, we're in the technological age. Look at how many retail outlets are closing down. Look at how many amazing amazing manufacturers have closed down. Like if you had told us like 15, 20 years ago that Ford and Holden wouldn't be around in Australia, we would have told you it was crazy. They were the two biggest car companies. But again, look at all those jobs that have been lost. And these are people that have been in that, that career for like 20, 30, 40 years. We're seeing it again and again. All these businesses are closing their door. So if nothing else, if you get nothing else out of this podcast today, it's to open your mind to the possibilities that the traditional model, having one stream of income, going to the nine to five grind is not cutting it anymore, guys. You cannot rely on a future pension that may not even exist when you get there. I know it's not going to be around when I get there. And a lot of you, and watching even my parents now, um, you know, fluff around with with homes and things like that, it's expensive. Oh my goodness, my, you know, seeing my parents um, have to put all their retirement fund into a home now for my dad. It's crazy to think that he worked his ass off for all those years and this is what it's come down to. And I don't want that for you. And, you know, we, we want you to think about if you want a better future, you've got to start doing something differently because if where you are now is not where you want to be, then you need to start to make some changes. And you need around a couple of different streams of income. Even MLM is not going to cut it. You need more income streams than that. And this fits around what you're already doing. So if you've got a family and full-time family commitments, this will fit around it. If you're working full-time, this will fit around it. If you have a, another business or a couple of businesses, this will fit around it. Because guess what, guys? This is bigger than you. It's not even about you. It's about the conversation with the person in front of you and what's going on in their life and how can we change that? How can we make an impact in that person's life? And for me, that's what excites me more than anything else is when I roll out of bed every day, I'm like, whose life am I going to change today? And you know what? When I came into this profession, all I wanted to do is cover the cost of my products. I was so broke. I was so lost. I was down and out as a mum and I was exhausted and I had very little friends. Um, I'd moved to a town where I didn't know anybody and I never, ever, ever thought that I could achieve what I've achieved with this profession. You know, I've been able to out earn my husband in his fly in, fly out job. I've been able to bring him home um, and retire him at one stage to allow him to be there for our brand new baby boy. Like, there's no way I could have done that in my corporate job. You know, I hit that glass ceiling. And I know so many of our listeners out there can resonate with this. I know so many mums who are listening to this podcast can resonate with that pain that I went through, you know, that, that feeling lost and unworthy, you know, and just carrying around so much baggage. Well, guess what? We are giving you an opportunity today to start to think differently. And as we said, whether you take on an MLM company or not, we don't care. We just want you to be open-minded enough to know that there is a better way. There's a smarter way and it's not always easy, but it's simple and it's duplicatable and it's a proven system. And all you have to do is come in and follow the system and do the work. And do the work. It's like going to the gym, Joel. Like as a PT, I can kick your ass. But unless you're lifting the weights, or in Joel's case, unless he's running the stairs with me yesterday, we did 55 sets. sets. Unless you're physically lifting the weights, you're not going to get the muscle gain. You're not going to get the increase in fitness. This is exactly the same. You come in, you follow the system, you do the work, you change the lives, you have the conversations, you get rid of the, the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection. Um, a lot of people say to me, Joel, oh, I don't want to sell to my friends and family. 
Well, if you find an incredible product that's life-changing, that gives them longevity and health and uh, or whatever it is or, or improves the quality of their life, yeah, isn't that the people that you want to share with? Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, You'd tell them about a restaurant, wouldn't you? You tell them about a favorite, a like hairdresser or a movie. Exactly. Like, it's crazy that you would try not to share. Like, and as like as far as I'm concerned, like, don't listen to us. Don't, but don't listen to Uncle Billy Bob as well. You know, that's done nothing with his life, but's got an opinion on everything. Don't listen to the naysayers that are like saying, like, that are criticizing you. Like, they're the people you need to leave behind. Mm-hmm. You know. But what we want to do is we want you to make your own choice, make an informed one, listen to this podcast a couple of times, go do your research. And if you don't agree with us, then then don't do it. At least support your friends that do do it though. Yeah. You know? oh, I had course. one friend. I had one friend in the beginning, Joel, that rang me. She's a good friend, went to school with her, grew up with her. And she was like, drama, what are you doing in that industry? You are crazy. And I just said to her, you know what? Thank you so much. All I saw from her was love. She was looking out for me. She was the only friend that rang me to say, hey, I got your back. I don't want to see you get hurt. And I just, I have so much respect for her. She's, she doesn't take the products that we sell. She's not in the business. She's not in the profession. She's not even interested in looking at it. But we are still really, really great friends because I loved her where she was at. I didn't take offense. All I saw was, you know what? She is looking out for me and that's a true friend. And, you know, I, I just love that about people. So just support your friends if they're in this profession and, um, and just know that they're having to overcome so many obstacles just like you in life. And we do it because we want a better future. We want to leave a legacy. And I've got a thousand-year plan. I'm helping Joel work on his thousand-year plan um, because, honestly, guys, when we die... We, we keep living, our spirit lives on, our energy lives on, and we need to have a vision that's bigger than ourselves, and this profession allows us to do that. Yeah, and, like, I guess just finally, like, like guys, there's machines building houses now, doing the bricklaying. You know, there's machines that check in your groceries. They're even going to go. Like, there's actually, like, stores out there that have apps that when you walk through the door, it activates the app, and when you take off the thing off the shelf, the, the product off the shelf, it like charges the app there's there's self-driving cars coming so the people that have let like like done themselves out of a job in taxis because of uber well now they're those guys will go because uber will will do self-driving cars self-driving cars will deliver your groceries you know drones will deliver your groceries they're like if you think that there's one like even one possibility that your industry is not going to be affected by uh, like technology you are kidding yourself look at what airbnb did look at what you know like amazon's doing like it's just it's huge it's it's coming like and you can either like put your head in the sand or or, you know you can say that it's not going to happen to me but you know what i bet you all those checkout people that were you know running the counters at the front of like big supermarkets they they never saw it coming but then one day they got told, hey, we don't need you anymore because we've got machines doing it. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Hey, it could happen like in, in, these industri- in this industry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what I do want to make sure is like I want to do something. I don't want to be reactive. I want to do something about it now. So that's what this is about for me. I want to put more money in your pocket. I want to put more better relationships in with your family and your friends and your kids. I want you to give you more choice. I want you to travel the world. And I want you to do everything that you, you can do just guys like all these things that you can pick one thing that you love doing the most that you're probably putting off until when you've got the money Well, how many people are doing the thing that you love like how many if you love snowboarding how many people are snowboarding at 70 probably not that many so why would you think that you're going to break that trend and do it then so like guys wake up if this is like if you're already in it high five if you've got some great ideas share them with us uh, but you know, hopefully this is this has been like a, a, an amazing value. Like I know it has been. I think this has been one of the best. We like delivered so much value here. So share it. If the, if someone needs to hear this, share it. If someone's joined an industry, you can sort of substitute because you're intelligent people. You can substitute what we're talking about MLM to just about anything that we that is out there. Yeah. It could be affiliate marketing. It could be like all these different kinds of. 
businesses, could be digital marketing, could be click funnels, it could be anything, it could be coaching. It's all the same. It's it's all transferable. So like share this with someone who might have given up. That that that's that's what I want. This this podcast needs to go out to someone who tried and gave up because they believe someone that gave them shit or they just thought it was too hard. Get them to listen to this because we want you to live a most outstanding life and I want your friends to be rich too. So share it with them. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And I just want to close on, you know, what is your plan B? You know, should your partner lose his job? Should someone in their household get injured? Should one of your kids get sick? Heaven forbid. Like, what is your plan B, guys? Because you never know how wealthy you are until one of your family members gets really sick. And then you realize the freedom, the flexibility that um, you really do have. And, you know, for me in particular, being able to pick my family up and take them to a country town 16 hours away because my, my dad's health is going downhill. Like, I don't know, like if I was in the nine to five grind or the corporate world, I wouldn't be able to do that. So what is your plan B? Like, honestly, ask yourself that question. Do you have one, a plan B? Most people don't even have a B, C, D, or E. So, you know. <laughs> Some people don't have a plan A. Some people don't have a plan A. That's right. It's the truth. So, honestly, guys, like, give us your feedback on this podcast because we've been raw, real, open, and honest with you. There's things that we absolutely love about this profession. There's things that we absolutely hate about this profession. But that you find that in any career. And as Joel said, we just want the best for you guys. So please share it and, um, and give us your feedback because we'd love to hear it. Well, have a most outstanding day. Thanks for listening. Damn. Uh.